During the 2022 Nebraska legislative session, lawmakers failed to renew a Nebraska program, which provides funding in the form of tax credits to individuals, businesses, and other entities that wish to restore Nebraska's unique historical properties for use, rather than tear them down and build a new one. Over the last seven years, the Nebraska Historic Tax Credit Program has helped restore nearly 100 buildings across the state including Laszlo's here in Lincoln in the Haymarket, the University Place City Hall and Annex on the corner of 48th and Baldwin, which is now the Lux Art Center, the Strode Building downtown on the corner of 17th and O, and the old Nebraska Wesleyan Hospital on the corner of 48th and Madison, which is now Madison Flats Apartments. Without NHTC, these buildings would likely have been destroyed to make room for a new facility or left to decay and become a community blight. We talk about it today because the NHTC program ended in December. An effort is underway to restore it in the legislature this spring. Jill Dolberg, Interim Director and CEO of History Nebraska, joins me for the conversation today on Lincoln Live. Jill, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me. All right, to the legislature we go. Uh, Which members of the legislature are attempting to restore the Nebraska Historic Tax Credit Program, and what does that legislation look like? Well, it's rather exciting because we have three different legislators who are advocates of our Historic Tax Credit Program, and that's resulted in uh, three different bills. Uh, The first that was introduced was LB213 by Senator Slama, um, hers looks a little different from the way the program has has uh, been operated before because she seems to have an interest in our smaller communities taking advantage of the tax credits. So it would limit uh, the program to second-class cities and villages uh, and would extend the credit, I think, to through 2026. It, it also combines some uh, workforce housing development. So I think there might be a, a good project in mind that she's got. Uh, in her district, maybe. Uh, But then we also have two senators who've introduced very similar bills, uh, Senator Conrad with LB 697 and Senator Vargas with 756. And uh, they're very similar in that it would really just extend the program through uh, maybe another decade. And uh, although the dates are different in each one. um, And I think in order to make it a little bit more acceptable to senators who are a little more conservative about tax credits the threshold not the threshold but the the limit on the number of tax credit projects uh, that we could do would be limited from 15 million to 12 million after a time Uh, you have three different bills i'm guessing three different amounts of money into the program well i think to start it would be 15 million uh in tax credits uh per year uh one of them Two of them limit it to 12 after a couple of years. Mm. I don't really see a limit in the SMAMA bill, but I will say the projects from smaller communities tend to be smaller projects. And I would imagine we wouldn't uh, issue nearly as many as 15 million credits uh, if it were her bill. Jill, I've remodeled three houses in 37 years that I've lived here in Lincoln and remodeling residentials is very relatable for most of the listeners hearing us today, but it it can be expensive and that has to be true, if not more so for historic buildings. So give us a sense and and I'm asking a wide open, variable answered question, but how far does 10, 12, $15 million go? 
Oh, that is such a great question with not a really clear answer. I think, um, you know, we have seen projects uh, in Omaha, for instance, where they've they've been $70 million projects and they've gotten $1 million in Nebraska tax credits because that's been the, the cap. But we've also seen lots of really small projects across the state. And, you know, the more small projects we do, the, the more the the higher the number of projects that we can uh, work in under that uh, that limit but um, you know it doesn't have to be a huge project to claim a tax credit in order to qualify the property has to be either listed in the National Register as an individual property or in a historic district or it has to be locally landmarked in some way and then you just have to spend a certain threshold amount and again these bills are a little bit different some of them are uh, $25,000 but we've also proposed to lower that threshold for smaller communities to encourage them to apply to $5,000 because uh, sometimes that's just a, a more palatable amount of cash that one can put towards a project. So, uh, you know, it could be that you just need a new roof, uh, and that would do. Uh, you don't have to uh, have to rehab something from top to bottom necessarily in order to take advantage of the tax credits. But you're right. Anytime you start working in a an existing building, you're going to find something you don't expect, and it usually will cost more money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but what we have found is that tax credits can sometimes make the difference between a project that's possible and a project that's not possible. And the other nice thing is that there's a federal tax credit that's available for income producing properties and it, it you can combine it. If, the, if all of the qualifying conditions are correct, you can get a 20% credit on the federal, from the federal side and a 20% credit on the state side and combine that benefit, which is really helpful. Now, for point of clarification, we are talking about commercial buildings or buildings as opposed to individual residences, correct? Right. Individual residences don't qualify. Right. Although we do have a different program where we can work with homeowners. Uh, that's a property tax assessment moratorium. It freezes your property tax assessment at a certain rehabilit- or a certain level uh, and freezes it for eight years, and then it allows it to slowly rise 25% for four years after that so should have known um, that before i started remodeling that mid-century home in eastridge (laughs) (laughs) probably see folks try to get the word out it's it's hard to reach everybody it is see listeners you learn something every day uh (laughs) joining me is uh, jill doberg she's the interim director and ceo of history nebraska I've talked with a lot of urban city planners, Jill, and outside developers who have told me it's so much easier and far less expensive to raise an old building than to restore it. So how do you overcome that argument? Oh, I have many thoughts about that. I think the first thing I want to say is that historic buildings tend to um, have really interesting characters. Um, they they look a certain way, they feel a certain way when you go inside. Uh, we know that young people tend to want to congregate in uh, historic areas like the Haymarket um, or uh, locations downtown maybe that have some ambiance, some character. Um, but the other wonderful thing is that uh, rehabilitating a historic building is really environmentally sustainable. You're not tearing down 
bricks and um, mortar and you know energy that has gone into creating that building and throwing it in the landfill, you're uh, just adding something to make it more livable now. You know, and we don't ever argue that a building needs to never change. Preservation is really more the management of change and trying to keep character defining features uh, that help you maintain that sense of place and connection with historic areas. You know, historic buildings are often near city centers and investment in them maintains a vibrant downtown. It can create housing for workers. Uh, we really think that historic tax credit projects create this virtuous cycle of business development and that they maintain community anchors. The examples that got us into this conversation at the beginning, I think, are classic examples. Laszlo's at the Haymarket. Perfect. It fits in with the entire neighborhood over there. What is now the Lux Center is the University Place City Hall and Annex. That has been revitalized more than just a coat of paint on the outside. I haven't yet been through all of the building inside. But then you have Madison Flats, apartments, 48th and Madison. I like the look Mm -hmm. of, of that corner. Uh, and it would be it would be totally changed in that uh, environment on that street of forty that section of Forty Eighth Street, if that building had been torn down. I want to give you enough time, Jill, to give us the Cliff's Notes versions of the executive summary that came out, the economic impact study. Sure, absolutely. Um, we have over the years studied what kind of an impact we're having uh, through this program on Nebraska's economy. And the cumulative impacts have been really exciting to us. Uh, Since the inception of the program in 2015, expenditures on rehabilitation projects in Nebraska have totaled over $200 million, which is a huge reinvestment in full communities. These projects have had a direct economic impact of $1.1 million and an indirect impact of $78 million. Um, We have seen uh, that these projects have supported over 3,000 jobs and had a total impact on wages of over $100 million. Um, And then obviously, anytime you're investing that much money, you're buying supplies and all those things and property valuations go up. And so we've also seen that these projects have contributed almost $10 million in state and local taxes. So it goes back to that virtuous cycle of uh, reinvesting in our infrastructure brings more money back into our economy and kind of keeps circulating around. So we're really proud of the project uh, or the program and how far it's come and, and what it's been able to do for Nebraska. All right. So to recap legislatively, Senators Slama, Vargas, and Conrad are carrying yep. the bills for the uh, Nebraska Historic Tax Credit Program. Is that correct, Jill? That is correct. All right. This is a long legislative session. We'll, we'll see how far it goes. Jill, thank you for bringing us up to date on the Nebraska Historic Tax Credit Program. Thank you for asking. Thanks, everybody, for being here on Lincoln Live.